1: gentlemen welcome back to the mental mastery alliance podcast i have today with a stutter and excitement some pretty amazing guests Uh, they've both been on the show before this i believe is well it's multiple times irrelevant who cares go back and listen to the shows though just go back and listen to them When when i let you know who they are a lot of fun, a lot of crazy stuff has been going on for us. A lot of crazy stuff. I mean, again, I've said this, this is now episode three with the whole new platform, the whole new system, the whole new era. Round two, round one, episode one, zero, starting from scratch with a whole bunch of stuff behind us. We have a huge future ahead of us, and it's been, it's been crazy. It's been absolutely crazy. So I'm actually really excited today to have with us uh, Patrick Cook and Don Bates, the two of them, Again, have been on the show before, and these two guys, um, to me, are synonymous. They go hand-in-hand with each other, so it's amazing that I got to have both of them on at the same time. I also have a feeling that this is the very first time the Mental Mastery Alliance has ever hosted two guests at once, because we're fancy. So, without further ado, allow myself and the Mental Mastery Alliance to introduce to you, the Mental Mastery Alliance audience, Don Bates, Patrick Cook. Uh, Don, how are you? Well, she's a uh, she's in giggle mode. Patrick, how's it going over there?
0: I'm fantastic. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Adam.
1: Absolutely. And 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 before we went live, we were these guys. Come on, these guys were talking about how it's beautiful, and Patrick was out surfing, and oh my god, he's in Costa Rica. Dawn is in uh, a mystery land uh, that she refuses to tell us about. Um,
2: I'm in Dawn's world. <laughs> a bit like Wayne's world, but so much better. Dawn
1: Dawn's in Dawn's world. That's for <laughs> sure. And i'm up here it's too cold to fly the drone you know it's it's too cold it's too any this weekend we're supposed to have some nice weather but these guys are surfing right you guys can't see it but right behind patrick is one hell of a board it is it, yeah. it, it's it's if there's if there was a piece of art you wanted to use and display that's it right there right so yeah,
2: beautiful i it's, always look at it when i'm talking to patrick <laughs> Uh, Pay no attention to him. Always the <laughs> board.
1: Well, that's what they say. That, that, you know, if you've got a podcast, and if you're especially if you're doing a video podcast, it's great to have a big background because people can look at things um, behind you when you're talking about boring shit, which is like half the stuff I talk about. Um, so I should oh, start you're going live. So well, Adam. <laughs> I, I like to talk about boring shit. That's for sure. Don, what? Tell us. Tell us a little bit about where you are right now. So the audience, ladies and gentlemen, Don is um, the best author we've ever had on the show. And if any other authors are listening, I didn't mean not you. How about that? So Don's actually really good. I'm just trying to be, you know, all inclusive. You know me. I don't like to, you know, push buttons, break barriers, it's upset so people. Calming, aren't you? Very much a status quo. This is we like to we like to, we we run a tight ship over here. We run a tight ship. Don. Before we get into the, some, some some shenanigans, because we're going to talk about a ton of stuff, we the, the three of us have a ton in common. Um, but I'm really interested in allowing, at least allowing my audience to, to to get a glimpse of of what you're doing, what your books are, um, and and again, where they can find you. Again, ladies and gentlemen, the information will be in the liner notes of the show. But in Don's own words, your your Sacral series uh, is it's killer. Like it's it's punchy. It'll grab you. Um. Mm-hmm talk a little bit about that and 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 hey talk a little bit about yourself
2: i don't like talking about myself (laughs) too much (laughs) um thank you that was very kind i'll take that compliment um i like books of substance i like brains and minds that are really up for actually absorbing stuff so you know what you have just referred to as boring, I uh, the stuff you talk about, Adam. I mean, I wouldn't actually give you five minutes if you weren't interesting. Uh, I wouldn't be here on a return show, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, the sacred series is uh, it's a bit of a finger to the government and the big farmer, to be honest with you, um, and to all the people that they are. Hard hitting books, um, and they're not for people who just like to disappear into a client fiction novel by Jack Reacher. Well, he didn't write them, obviously. Um, he is the character. I don't know who wrote them. Um, that's probably a really insulting thing. Plot Sorry twist: Jack
1: Reacher is also the author. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> He's telling his own <laughs> I story. I
2: don't know. I don't read fiction books very often unless my clients write them. Nathan. Um, and uh, very good books you to need to read by the way like i don't really recommend fiction a lot but nathan's books <laughs> um
1: i don't even know the last time i picked up a fiction
2: a fiction I'm, novel i don't like,
1: remember no and that's not to be I, facetious I, it's just i i just don't i don't remember that's all
2: no like nathan the only reason why i've read nathan's books is because i know the heart that that man's got and the the message that he's got and he's uh, he's the sequel series are they are fiction um i've had to write them as fiction but they're not at all um and that may have been confusing to
1: the audience she said they're uh, fiction and then she all. said they're not at all fiction
2: uh, <laughs>
1: the story <laughs> and the <laughs> message is, is nine sound
2: true stories quiet let me let me finish <laughs> 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 they're nine true stories Um, where I've had to give the people different identities, um, sometimes different ethnicities and cultures to be able to protect their identity. Um, Not just because people who don't know me will recognize who they are, but so that the people who do know me don't recognize these these people from being in our space. So for me, it's an integrity thing, but it's really challenged me because it's like, oh, that's not true. I can't write that because no that but I've what I've done is I brought in cultural issues that need addressing but I've also um shown people that there are alternatives to big pharma because we all know that big pharma and uh, the petrochemical companies are all behind this whole thing at the moment um Adam might disagree um, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this
1: right now uh, based on the experiences not that I've just wonderful. had that there is absolutely no proof that any of this is anything but exactly as they've said it is we should all just do what the television tells us and do yeah, not think for ourselves because critical thinking is against wonderful. everything <laughs> disclaimer also disclaimer if you are going to use any of this episode you must use it in its entirety but feel free disclaimer Um, I don't want to get into trouble with that shit again I'll tell you what So, but it
2: was so cool because when you relaunched, you relaunched with episode one three three. I was like, "Yeah, it's nice number to relaunch."
1: Yeah. The Ep-
2: amplified ascended master.
1: <laughs> well, you know what's weird? It was episode one three three on March thirteenth. Oh three one 0313133 was was oh. the rebirth of the mental mastery lines. Oh. That- that sends, <laughs> that sends shivers up your spine. I know it's, it's next level, um, you know, to anybody in numerology or in the essence of energy and all that sort of stuff. It's a pretty cool mm. thing. Uh, we got a big scare. Uh, if you guys have missed the previous episodes, our secondary podcast, one that I put a lot of pride in with a good friend of mine, uh, Tony over a change of perception on Instagram, go give him a follow. Uh, they pulled us unceremoniously, just ripped it out. And they, I woke up to an email saying, you know, a year and a half's worth of your work is done. You're canceled. You're off. You're wiped out. You no longer exist. It's like you never existed. That was scary shit. Um, so, you know, that's another thing too. And actually, while I'm plugging things, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to hear your voice on the show and if you've got something that you want to say and if you've got an opinion about this after all these things, please give us a call. You can call us at 647-338-1265. You'll be able to leave a voicemail. We will play that voicemail on the show and answer it directly. So you're going to get your questions asked and answered. Um Thanks, yeah, it's pretty fancy. You know, we're 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 taking it up a notch. Uh, bam, uh, as as the cooking shows say. <laughs> uh <laughs> But it's going to be fun, you know. Obviously, we're not going to just willy-nilly play anything cuz apparently we have to censor some stuff cuz people just like to be loud. But hey, uh it's something that we're trying out. Um it should be a lot of fun. Uh I think I cut you off, but you were you were talking about how uh, Big Pharma is um amazing. They are the greatest thing that ever kept us you know, alive. It, it's very, it's very true that to to gain perfect health, you must use chemical drugs. That is, uh, and I, I support and and praise uh, Pfizer and all the other people working so diligently to uh, put out a vaccine that's going to save all of humanity. Um, no, wait, put out a vaccine that is going to use all of humanity as a guinea pig uh, to see if this. Oh wait, no, I can't say that either. Uh, vaccines are safe, uh, and for more information on vaccines, please visit. Oh no, wait! I can't say that either. This is getting ridiculous.
2: You can't say anything. Be quiet.
1: That's right. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> shut up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing, though. It's and like when I was on your show, Patrick, that was just like, oh, just. I know I went off on one. Um, that's not always do, but the fact that you got cancelled, of I'm just like, oh. Patrick, wouldn't it be so cool if our shows got canceled
0: as well? <laughs> I'm just waiting for it. I can't. It's kind of like a badge of honor to get canceled Absolutely. now, right? Absolutely. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. I mean, I
1: lost my Twitter a while ago uh, and they pulled out every Twitter that I ever had associated with myself. So all my social medias, I don't even know how they knew what they were, wiped out. So like all of them, all my burner accounts all my backup accounts, gone. Um, Are you and my secondary account? It's like, fuck, you know, obviously I'm pressing a button because these people are canceling. Are you are you pushing the button? Are you pushing the envelope so much over on your podcast, Patrick Cook from Being the Podcast, episode twenty eight, about to drop a little bit later on today or tomorrow?
0: Am I pushing the envelope? Absolutely, and that's kind of been my um, my mo for this year is like to use my voice to its full extent and full power to to speak my truth and speak truth into the world, regardless of what the repercussions are. Having said that, you know, I'm not going to just specifically go down rabbit holes, conspiratorial rabbit holes, just for the sake of it, for shits and giggles. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not looking to get myself canceled, but I'm not uh, allowing the threat of it to censor anything I'm saying.
1: No, and that makes perfect sense. Uh, That is the fun thing. When you start this, you're, you're kind of like aggressively looking for things only because what once made sense no longer does. So you parlay into this and that. And then you kind of like, you go heavy into the other side. And then you're like, "Uh, this is also stupid. So whether you're like 100% pro TV, you're an idiot. And if you're 100% pro conspiracy, you're also not thinking for yourself, right? There's that happy middle ground where you can talk about pertinent issues, important issues that simply need to be addressed. But the problem with those issues is they aren't the tinfoil hat issues. Those are the issues that will get you canceled.
0: Yeah. Well, I, the way I look at it is, I'll I do my own critical thinking analysis and revise my worldview constantly. That's that's what I do all the time. And so then I want to bring to my audience practical tips on how they can navigate the world, Mm -hmm. which for me comes down to at the individual level, taking personal responsibility and, and personal development. So most of my shows are focused on what we can do as individuals to come more in alignment with ourselves, to heal our shit, to become aware of our biases, to improve our, our methods of sense-making the world. And so those are all practical tools that can combat the sea of bullshit and Information, narrative, warfare—that we're seeing out there, right? So it's not that I'm uh shying away from the major issues. They're just—they're just not my primary focus. If we go there naturally in the interview, absolutely. Perfect, Don. Hit mute. Don,
1: Don, hit mute on your microphone. There we go. I suppose there I could have just get. muted her out. I do have the power to do that. But the I last show—that's
0: your job, dude.
1: <laughs> I was busting the other girl's balls the last time. You and I just did a show over in the BBC and she was um, she was learning how to use StreamYard I think and she was moving people around and editing in and out. Yeah. Um, I can do that. So she just muted. I wonder if I can unmute her. Oh, I can ask to unmute yeah. her. So Don, unmute yourself. I'll take care of it from here so you can just speak. Thank you. All right. So now I'm going to mute out Don. I'll press this here mute button. Oh, hey Pat. How about that? You got the tech, power to tech get, technology. Not only that, but you got the power to mute out Don. Oh, that's good stuff right there. <laughs>
0: well, nope. Nobody puts Don in the corner. That's
1: right. She's getting angry. Oh, she's getting red.
0: Look at that face.
1: The contrast on the black on the blue background, Don, is just fantastic. <laughs> oh, I have to ask to unmute again. So I can only mute her out. She has to unmute herself.
0: That's weird. Uh, let's see. Oh,
1: I see. Ask to unmute. Don, please unmute yourself. Oh, thank you. Welcome back, Don.
2: Thank you. It's that dude over there. Like, I don't know what he's doing. I think I might just go and ask him. We should just mute him. Can you
1: mute him? Yeah. Is there? Do I have a button to mute your neighbor? Is that a thing? No, probably not. Eh? All right.
2: <laughs> Can I mute myself again? So I cut myself in the corner.
1: Yeah, I will cut you because I'm gonna I'm gonna readdress uh, Pat for a quick second here. So yeah, okay. Uh, nothing personal. Um, it's uh, listening to what you were talking about with um with regards to how you view the world and how you uh reassess at, at all times and how you basically want to help people push themselves um not necessarily even through your word just being like hey if i'm in the if i'm in the vicinity of you being able to hear my voice take a listen you know this isn't yeah. this is just it's, it's out in the ethos now do something with it you know it's it's up yeah. to you it, it blows my mind that you've actually only been on the show once, um, uh, because <laughs> just simply because you and I have so much in common and, and there is that huge factor. I mean, at the end of the day, I am a motivational podcast. We are yeah. here to inspire. We talk upset, a lot of bullshit, <laughs> but we're here yeah, to but inspire. That's,
0: that's what makes it fun. <laughs> <you know>? Exactly. <laughs> Imagine
1: a cookie cutter podcast with some garbage anyhow. <laughs> so you and I were actually put into contact through Don because we, um, went through a serious awakening now there's multiple stages to waking up and all this sort of stuff where i'm not talking woke i'm not talking you know orange man bad i'm not talking political i'm not talking anything anybody can say i'm talking to the soul shattered through some major levels and some major areas mm-hmm. uh don if you have something to say just put your hand up so i can see it because i'm just you know, i know there you go she looks like she's got something to say i'll get to you in a quick second then I can ask to one. Un- I think you can just unmute yourself. You can just jump in and talk. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're good. All right. I worry. Hey, she's little. So. Um, <laughs>
0: uh,
2: there is nothing. Little about
0: her. No, I was just going to say that there's nothing little about Dawn. That's why I
1: couldn't say it with a straight face. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fun podcast. I'm having a good time. So. When, when you, I don't even know how to explain it. Like when I went through my, I can't even call it sobriety because to call it sobriety is to give it a power it doesn't deserve.
0: I totally agree.
1: I am not. Yeah. I am not sober. I am just no longer susceptible to energies that drag me down.
0: I, I refer to it as regaining sovereignty. That's what it is. It's regaining control over myself, Mm -hmm. knowing myself on the deepest level, because all the things that we're talking about, cocaine, alcohol, sex, any addiction, Mm -hmm. even depression, gambling. These are all just methods of distraction Mm -hmm. to numb the pain of fundamental disconnection between who your identity has become, who you've taught you're supposed to be from who you are at the deepest soul essence. Yeah, for right? sure. And so what, what an awakening means for me is recognizing that, holy shit, I'm not this person that I you know say I am. I'm, I'm not this identity, I'm not this ego, I'm not this conditioning. I am something much deeper and much more powerful. And so when you come back to that place, you recognize that alcohol or addiction or any of the shit that's covering up that essence is not serving you anymore. Mm-hmm right? So it's regaining sovereignty and a sobriety. I don't like that word either.
1: It, it holds too much power. And you know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you not to do a 12 step program, but I yeah. am going to say this, you know, and there's a lot of people that work a different way. And I've been, I've even been criticized for how a, against the 12 step I am um, simply because I made a decision to change and people will say, well, you you're different than most. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, maybe I am, maybe I am different, but from my experience, for me to say, I need to go to a meeting, and this is just for me, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't for you. And again, I'm not even addressing anybody because like my audience gets it, you know, but there are some people out there that are listening to Soundbite, I'm sure. Um, if you have to say to yourself, I need to go to a meeting, then you've just replaced your addiction to alcohol to your addiction to meetings. And you've yeah. you've let go of your strength. Again, you've not You're you've gifted. not regained it. So
0: you're giving your power away. What's the first thing they say at 12 step. I am powerless over this addiction. You're giving your power away. And that's antithesis of sovereignty.
1: Yeah. I'm not into that. Um, I don't even like it wouldn't even, it wouldn't even necessarily behoove me to have a 12 stepper on here. Um, Mm -hmm. Because the here's, I don't know for me to say I'll never drink again. I mean, the likelihood is I won't. It's like I'll never take a shot of cyanide. I just it doesn't seem to be a, a right idea. Um uh but that's just from my knowledge. Now if I'm I don't know on a beach and everyone's drunk am I going to drink 99.9%? No. But mm. I that 0.01%? I'm not going to be like fuck no. You'll never get me to consume this bullshit again. You know like it's not I can't give it I can't even give it that power. Be like, will you drink? Probably not. Do you want to drink? Absolutely not. Is it of any importance whatsoever? No.
0: Yeah, I, I find I, I still get the impulse. And these are like old patterns when I'm, you know, I see people sitting around the pool or the beach having a margarita. It's like, fuck, that's a great idea. I love margaritas. Let's have one. And like, wait, okay, wait a minute. That that usually passes now within seconds. Mm-hmm. But that initial impulse is I, I know where it goes. Mm-hmm. I know what it feels like. I know where it gets me. Mm-hmm. And it's none of it is good. Right. So it's a conscious decision because I am standing in my power. I've regained my sovereignty. I'm not uh, beholden to some other people's influence or my old unconscious patterns, and, right? and, and that is true pattern, true power.
1: That also is another step into awakening, and this is, that's another av- evolution, that's another frequency. When what you just said was, I yeah. gave up drinking, essentially, the bare minimum. I gave up drinking, and in that same sentence, I gave up the influence of others' opinions. Yeah. So that's two levels right there, because once the drinking goes, pretty much a lot of other things fall into play, but. Mm. You know, it's funny because all of society for your entire life is like drink, drink, drink. I mean, you grew yeah. up you grew up in the same town as me. And yeah. remember the the kokini getaways and all that sort of stuff? Like if you buy yourself a case of beer and you'll fly to BC and blah, 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 right? You must be legal drinking age. So the entire time that you're not 19, drink alcohol. Wait to drink alcohol. Yeah. Get excited for alcohol. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Wait your turn. Yeah. Now you can drink alcohol. It's yeah. ridiculous. We couldn't even have a beer. We weren't smart enough to have a beer before 19. Now at five years old, you can change your sex gender because you're smart enough as yeah. a child. Like it's, it you know, the world itself is an absolute twist. But I mean, well, obviously we'll probably get into that a little bit later. But Don's smiling away right there, leaning in. What's going on here? I'll talk about that, won't
0: I? <laughs> well, the advertising industry, I worked in the advertising for 20 years. I wrote music for jingles in advertising. So mm. I'm intimately... Uh, Involved or was at least, and what they do at its root is is um, exploit what I was talking about earlier, which is your disconnection from yourself, mm-hmm. your disconnection from your power and your sovereignty. They they condition you to be um, not enough, and they prey on it. Mm-hmm. So you are not enough unless you drink Coqueny. You are not enough unless you buy Gucci. You are not enough unless you get this next trend, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right, and so they're constantly preying on your psychological insecurity, and that's that's how they make ma- make money, and yeah. that's how they continue to press the agenda, whatever it might be. Well, I, and I mean, always-
2: isn't that what a lot of coaches do, though? I mean, I know that we've had this conversation, Patrick. uh, way back when. Um, you know, like people always ask me, like, why don't you put out these timed offers? Why don't you, like, oh, they're like people want to buy from me; they'll buy from me. I'll tell them what I'm doing. Yeah. But, you know, there's so many coaches I go, <laughs> oh, but you've got to buy it now. You know, I've only got one spot remaining. There's a lady who wanted me to do um, speak at this event, uh, which I'll be promoting the Mermaid's Guide to the Environment on. And uh, she goes, I've only like spaces are filling up. I'm like, well, if it's not meant for me, it's not meant for me. It won't be there when I get around to sorting it out. Mm.
1: It, it, isn't that funny? You know, because technically the three of us are coaches. I mean, that's the title. I don't know how else to do it. Um, I don't even know Patrick, what your,
2: <laughs> what's that? Depends which decade we're in, whether yeah. which what job
1: title we get. Well, we, uh, you had to go through a lot of shit in the past. I mean, in the nineties, my job title was not coach. Uh,
2: um,
1: no. it was encourager. <laughs> Enabler. <laughs> um, there's so much I wanted to actually impact on in that, in last in that last statement, I will jump to, um, initially, Patrick, do you have an offer right now? Are you selling your services uh, individually?
0: Uh, No, I don't have an offer. So like Don said, I'm sort of in the, you know, if people are drawn to me naturally magnetically, then I'll work with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not to say I don't make offers. I have a couple of programs. One's called the fuck yes club. And that is just to inspire people to be them, their best selves and find deeper meaning and purpose in their lives. That's basically what it is. Yeah, Uh, but I agree. I I want to address what Don said earlier. Absolutely. um, There are coaches in this sphere that are taking advantage of people, taking advantage of people's insecurity. Absolutely. But you could say this of any industry basically is that there are going to be charlatans. There are going to be snake oil salesmen. So you do have to be very careful with who you work with and to make sure they are in alignment and in integrity and uh, in authenticity, which is challenging to do. That's
1: well, okay. So that's, that the essence of that, the entirety of that is what I built this, uh, or what this, I didn't even build this to be honest with you. This fell together. The, the mental mastery Alliance is built on that premise. And that is, you know, I'm not here. I, I firmly believe there's enough room at the top. I'm not here to pressure anyone into working with me I, because there's a, there's a, a scarcity that, that fear in anything. I also came from, um, uh, high ticket sales. So mm. all the tricks are in there. Right. Um, yeah. And the thing with the people, with every single person is, you know, when you come to us or when you come here and, and you don't like this, you know, there's other coaches. There's there's a ton of people that you're supposed to connect with. And as long as, um, I mean, if you talk about finance, if you talk about that, like there's Ken Honda even spoke on this, but for in the longest time in my brain, 70 grand was the magic number. All you need to take in with your two hands is $70,000, right? You use that money then to go and do other things with it. Uh, proper investments, proper this, proper that, but any more than 70 grand, you're now overexerting yourself versus your time. And your time is massively important. I want to be on your couch eventually, Patrick, uh, you know, uh, I want to come out and I want to see Don. I'm looking at you guys right now, not with envy, but like with joy that my circle of friends are out experiencing things and, and that are out pushing the envelope and really creating something amazing. You know, uh, Don, you absolutely hit the nail on the head when you're like, you know, I don't, I'm not going to publicly put out an offer. And that blows a lot of people away because, because of the system, that's like, Hey, everybody, you know, do as I do pressure, 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 you know, your proper coach, your coach. I mean, I have a ton of coaches and some that I work with. I was just with one of them this morning, uh, Derek Timchuk, personal fitness shout out. Um, you can find him on Instagram. So with this, you just, you, you find who is best to work with. Your clients will find you as a coach. And you, if if anyone's listening to this right now, which I assume some people are listening to this right now. If anyone's listening to this right now and aspiring what? to be... Okay, what? Don, two or three people are listening, at least. It's uh, <laughs> Patrick. It's just Patrick. Patrick's the only one listening. Don's like, I'm not even listening, for Christ's sake. <laughs> so if if you're aspiring to be a coach, literally the only the, the best piece of advice I could give you is... Consistency. Just simply be consistent with your message and don't be a dick. Mm. You know, yeah. two pieces of advice don't be a dick and be consistent. Yeah.
2: See, this Show is up. the thing It's like, I am, um, oh, I was discussing, we were discussing it on one of the podcasts that I did this morning. Um, all these new tactics on Instagram where people are doing the finger pointing at things that are not there and they're doing the nodding of the head. Like, it, uh-huh. it's up there. And I'm just like, really, seriously? Like, you just, no, stop it. <laughs> like, what well, I, I don't, uh, the only finger pointing that should go on is on the Rave dance floor, on the techno dance floor, like when you're getting on your jiggy with it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I just, it's like people are stuck. And my latest article that I wrote in the House of Pre-eminence magazine, like, We're all so, well, we're not. Uh, So many people are so numb. They're so tired, they're so intoxicated with all this stuff they're putting in their body, whether it is alcohol or sugar or whatever it is. And they can't think. And we've been so conditioned to think that we can't, we don't have the ability to think that we need all these experts that, you know, we can read a book we can't understand the context of the book we cannot read what's in one book and then read another book and make those connections and the lack of creativity that's in the world and the lack of people standing in their power and going you know what I actually do know what I'm talking about I actually have the intelligence to think for myself and create something new but we're seeing so much stuff regurgitated and you know and so much stuff um, I was just so and this is why they asked me this morning why do you write the books you write and why do you publish the books you publish I said because I was fed up with the boring books on the bookshelf that had no substance that had no you know it's not about just writing a book for book's sake it's about writing a book for the betterment of humanity that actually stand for something that actually have a voice that are actually going to have a massive impact on the person reading it to actually have them say you know what I've totally fucking got this and I'm not going to be that person I'm not going to copy that coach I'm not going to be you know whether we're looking at Gary Hamill and his how to be an activist in business you know like be the revolution or join the revolution or whatever the book was called now I don't remember it's in its 10th edition amazing book if you're looking at it from a corporate aspect you know, And then you've got people like Seth Godin. Are they right and stuff that's really interesting and great for marketing? Absolutely. But you're not Seth Godin. You're not Gary Hamill. You're not Patrick Cook, Dawn Bates, or Adam Walton. You are you. And the sooner you start to realize that, and the sooner you, like you say, Patrick, take back your sovereignty mm-hmm. and say, you know what, I actually do matter. I actually do have a brain, and I do have the intelligence and the capacity <clears throat> to create from within and I don't need to put all of this scarcity out there and you know I tried it when I I felt like you know what yeah no it just didn't work you know I'll go and I I just went back to the old sales techniques that I use and I was like what worked for me was just having a conversation with someone do I like you did we have a giggle yes we did you know what, my product's not right for you, or I'm not right for you, we've had a good time, we've had great, you know, but the product's not right for your business. And I go back to the office, um, and there's one guy, he goes, why didn't you sell it? I said, because it wasn't right for me. He goes, of course it's right for him. I was like, no, it's not. Your business isn't going that way. Why would yeah. I sell him something that's not right? I had someone inquire about my seven month mastermind. She wasn't ready. So we looked at something else that I offer because for me if i'm going to try and sell something to someone or i'm going to take the money from somebody who is not ready for that level and it's too much of a leap i'm doing them a disservice a, lot of, yourself. Not- a <laughs> lot of people don't yeah.
1: a lot of people don't get that and that but that's a major major point like for all us canadians you don't go to wayne gretzky to learn how to skate you go to a coach that could teach you how to skate and then you go to a coach that could teach you how to score goals And then you go to Wayne Gretzky to teach you how to be elite. So Mm -hmm. there are so many different facets of humanity. There are so many different places that we reside. We are either, you know, in a certain spot. Like it's like, it's like schools, right? You don't, you don't just jump right to grade 12. You got to go through the grades. You got to figure it out. You got to get there. There are so many people that want to rush through this stuff. Um, And like you said, Don, there are coaches out there that will say yes to everybody. Um, And that's not good. Uh, that will have also burned the coach out. And, you know, having the desire to speak is one thing, but having the desire to connect and change changes the game. Hmm. So like you said, Don, the, the downsell, you know, your seventh month mastermind would be overkill to somebody and you would have to spend too much time explaining to them certain things like to catch them up. So instead, why don't you just do this, this, and this? You know, hmm. it's, um, I mean, for me, it it it's one of those things where I, you, you, but you can only make that assumption and you can only learn that lesson having gone through the experience of trying to bring somebody up to a level as opposed to give them the information on their level. Um, it's a huge thing. Patrick, you were going to say? Mm.
0: Yeah, no, I just wanted to jump back to Don's point about you know what she's talking about is standing in your power and reclaiming your sovereignty and being who you are and fully expressed in your unique person. And that is something that is first of all, terrifying, but also programmed into us to, to, uh, not embody. Like when we go into the education system, it's designed for you to defer your power to authority, to not think for yourself, to, to, well, you're, not trained to think. You're, you're not trained you're to not think, you're not trained in to think for yourself. Yeah, you're, you're not too can... trained to express yourself. You're told to shut up and sit down and follow the rules and regurgitate the information and memorize. And, and it, it frankly, I think people, Uh, want to be ruled they want to defer their power to authority because it's too fucking difficult to think for yourself and it's too scary right and so that's why you know that's why i got into coaching is because i come to the i've come to the realization for myself primarily that i am incredibly powerful and every single one of us is incredibly powerful we've been taught we've been conditioned to believe that we aren't Mm -hmm. right and but over Overcoming that conditioning is incredibly difficult because it's it's a lifetime. It's a lifetime of patterns that you're overcoming, and for me, that manifests as alcohol. For other people, it manifests in different ways. But overcoming that um, depth of conformity and patterning and conditioning is incredibly challenging, and that's why personally, I've worked with coaches because they've helped me to see my own bullshit. To see my own blind spots that I couldn't see by myself. And that's why I got into coaching because I want to support people doing doing the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. When I was younger, I used to say things like, I know I'm drinking right now because I don't have the ability to handle sobriety. Like I don't have the ability to handle public. The public. I couldn't handle the people. So I had to I had to dumb myself down. I remember saying that stuff. I remember that being a truth. Yeah. And it absolutely is a truth right now. You know, that's that's the that's the main thing. They 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 give you a they give you a bunch of bullshit and then they give you the option to drown out your sorrows because they know that you're going exactly. to, your soul will disagree with the bullshit that they give you. So here's alcohol. Alcohol exactly. is called spirits. You're already ingesting the spirit of something else.
0: Why, why, why is alcohol uh, the number one drug of the state? You know, why is it the, why is it sanctioned? Why is it sold in every corner store? Exactly what you're talking about. Why is it glamorized? It num- $300 it, for it a num- bottle? Yeah. It numbs the pain of disconnection and conformity. hmm. And you know that's why they do it, and feeds the ego.
1: But that plant that grows naturally, don't eat that. That mushroom that is connected to every single thing that ever lived in the history of mankind, the psychosocial network, don't touch that either. Is delicious because
0: it'll it'll make you question the power of th- structure and well, think for yourself, which is not in the best interest of the people in control. Wait a minute, these period. people
1: can, these people can think for themselves. I am
0: out of here. Yeah, exactly. They yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> the, I love though Alan Watts the Alan Watts quote where he says, "You know, use drugs, don't abuse drugs." And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is. Mushrooms will give you answers. Mushrooms will tap you into your third eye. Mushrooms will decalcify your pineal gland. Mushrooms will will help right? And Alan Watt says, don't uh, you know once you once you got the message, hang up the phone. right You don't need to keep calling. And that's the thing. So that's what he's saying like use drugs, don't abuse drugs. And it's funny that we are told to call them drugs. You know, we're told to call the natural things drugs, and it's not drugs. I mean, anything chemical. I mean, the idea that you can build yourself a perfect health—you know—you can't pharmaceutically drug somebody to perfect health. You just can't. You know what you can do is go outside, hug your neighbor, stand in the sunlight, Uh. take your feet off, stand, take your feet off, take your shoes off. (laughs) Don't take your feet off. Don't take that advice. (laughs) Leave your feet on. Take your shoes off stand on the ground grounding sun gazing yeah Well, now that's in my head i can i can picture that
2: <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's i just just want to jump in there go back to the school thing cuz uh, not a lot of people know that i used to be a school governor and the, one of the reasons why i became a school governor is cuz i wanted to see how the information came down from the top and i remember <laughs> I was so popular at those meetings. Um, not, um, and I'd read the stuff that they'd give us and the reports and so on. I was like, why would I want to teach? Why would I want to get the teachers to do this? Why would I want the headmasters or the headmistresses to implement this in their school? Well, because that's what. That like that's not right. That's just no. Why would we do that? And it, I would be like really, really, they would be butting heads with me. And like obviously I've got these uh, reports and I'd go home and i go, boys, the what mum's got? So we'd sit there like over dinner, like me with these reports. Like, and I'd be sharing them with my boys. I'm like, what do you think? This is what, well, they want us to put into your school. What do you think about this? And I'm like, well, they're not allowed to do that. I'm like, that's what they're doing that is what they are feeding down from government and it was complete like we're, we're not don't mention this this is this is what we need to teach them and, it, and i feel like no nah. so i was unschooling my children by you know and showing them what these documents I mean i could share those on my website i'm very happy to do that but the other thing is i would say to when I mean, people used to when i used to go out raven i used to take chemicals and stuff People would say that, oh, but you're, you know, you're just abusing drugs. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm using them like you're using alcohol. You'll go home and you'll have a glass of wine, and, you know, while you get out of your suit or while you put, you know, prep the veggies for dinner or take the box out of the fridge or the freezer and then put it in the microwave while you then pour yourself another glass to drink, eat the food. And then you'll have another glass after the meal. Oh, there's only one glass left because you've got really big glasses. So you might as well just finish that off. So I don't do that. I'll probably, you know, after dancing, I deserve spliff. That was my Adidas acronym for many years. (laughs) But it was just very much along the lines of just because your drug of choice is alcohol. Doesn't mean to say that you're not abuse and people don't don't think that they're an alcoholic until it's too late. A lot of the time, mm. and it's really scary. But yeah. you don't just because you take drugs doesn't mean to say you abuse them. I did. Until I'll, you I'll start admit that. Abusing them
0: <laughs> Oh, so did I. No, yeah. I totally abused uh, yeah. lots of drugs.
1: <laughs> I abused. I abused abuse. How about third, that? But... Yeah.
2: Yeah. I yeah. stayed awake for three weeks
1: once. Well, there you go. That'll show you that'll that'll teach you a thing or two. I yeah, um
2: I did never to do it again. I,
1: I abused. I abused. And and it's funny because when you're in that pattern of abuse, you're like you you're being so self destructive and and you're doing everything to f- to fuck your own game up. Um mm-hmm. and the funny thing too is you know, everybody else takes it personally. Because when you're that self-destructive, you gradually get there and you gradually surround yourself people with people that are on that same path. So yep. you're, you're you're a negative person feeding into negativity and collecting other negative energies with you. Stepping out of that abuse, absolute abuse, uh, for me, like, and I'll be the first to admit, it, I was a piece of shit. What bothered me though was people would say things, and this is the funny thing, because even when I was a piece of shit, people would say things like, you're disrespectful to women. And that would bother me um because i've never been disrespectful to just women <laughs> i was disrespectful to absolutely everyone everybody yeah and and, and it was it, it always played out like you're disrespectful to women i'm like <laughs> maybe but you should see what else i did because i'm like fuck this fuck that nothing matters we live on a space ball surrounded by infinite nothingness. It doesn't fucking matter what we do anyway. Who cares? It's not a ball. Awesome. Well, that that was the idea. There are more stars in the sky than grains of sand on the beach. Okay, well, fucking, I'm just going to go to work and pay my taxes then and, and drink my bottle and shut up and die. That <laughs> That's where I came from. That's the mentality that I came from. But I knew in that spot, I'm like, this isn't real. This isn't real. And it's funny the things that trigger you in those moments, you know? Um, Because your true self is in there. Like when somebody said you disrespected women, I'm like, no, I love women. I I hate myself, but I love women. I love men. I love, you know, Oh, see, that's why you got to soundbite these things because all of a sudden now you're in some sort of other community. But when you love humanity but hate yourself, you're in a really tough, a tough spot. Don's down there all, giggles all over the place. (laughs) But... You know, I, and that's why I say, if you're going to, if you're going to soundbite this episode, you have to take the whole thing. That is the the God's honest truth Yeah, because any one of these things that come out of my mouth are tied to something else. Gosh, darn it.
0: Uh, Can I jump in here for a second? I just want to uh, talk about, uh, what Don was talking about or what we, the conversation about abusing substances, uh, and frankly, my, um, my program around alcohol is called reset. It's because it's resetting your relationship with alcohol. It's not about abstinence. It's not about sobriety. It's not about, uh, no, I'll never drink again. I have no power over it. No, it's about taking back your sovereignty so you can use things intentionally. So if I wanted to have a drink right now, I could totally do it. I'm not going to fall back into the hole and be face down in the gutter, but I choose not to because I know where it gets me. Now, when it comes to weed, for example, I used to abuse weed. I used to abuse cocaine, all of it. But now I feel like, okay, if I want to smoke a joint, I'm doing it intentionally because it opens my consciousness. It opens me to creativity. Having said that, I do recognize because I'm so in tune with my body, how it affects me the next day. So uh, for example, I won't smoke the night before I have a podcast because I know it, it dumbs me a little bit. I lose a step, but that's because I'm tuned into my bodies and now I can consciously choose not to do it. Now, you know, if I'm out on the weekend and I've got nothing to do the next day, yes, I'll smoke a joint, but I'll do it intentionally. So there's a big difference.
1: What would happen if you accidentally walked into a giant pile of cocaine?
0: Yeah, nothing. Because Would would you try it? Would you sample it at this stage in the
1: game? No, you wouldn't. He says no with a raised voice. I'm like, that's a questionable no. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, and I can tell you the cocaine in Costa Rica is fucking amazing. It's like as pure as it gets. It's not the garbage I used to get in Toronto. That's for sure. <laughs>
1: From Ray Ray on um, the corner. That's son of a yeah. bitch.
0: No, but it's like, it's the same as I said earlier. It's like that initial impulse. Oh yeah. Cocaine's a great idea. Or that margarita is a great idea. It's like, okay, wait a minute. If you give that a little space, you know where it leads. One line of cocaine is not where it ends. One margarita is not where it ends. It ends in 10 lines and 15 margaritas. And that gets you to a place where I don't want to go anymore. And for, so that first step is not, uh, it's not attractive. I would have I to say,
1: it. I would know you're right. You're hundred percent right. I would have to say in my to being completely honest, which is what I tend to do. If I'm in Costa Rica and you're talking about that cocaine, I'm like, I'm, I'd probably try it, you know, and it's been years. It's been four years, three and a half years, but that purity, because I was also the guy that I could always go to bed with with a bag like i never had to finish it to go to bed Oh, right. right so yeah, i was like wasn't me yeah i was like for me i was like when i'm done i'm done right I, i'd always i had at one point i had i constantly had uh, an ounce half an ounce on me recreational and i would have it use it use it all day and then go to bed like it was i wake up in the morning do a line have some coffee like it got right. it got next level for me so when I say that, like I have no interest in alcohol. I have no interest in any of that stuff. I've seen how they make this this cocaine. It's made with gasoline and children. So <laughs> I I you know, I but I would be I would honestly be tempted. I have I'm not tempted whatsoever to drink. I don't want to consume that poison. Now therein lies the interesting factors with regards to the mind and what we accept and what we realize. Mm-hmm. I know that that the that 90% of of cocaine is is gasoline cutter and and children's blood
0: sweat and tears stepping on it and all that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff i know that but i'm like "Eh, Mm
1: -hmm. maybe what
0: would be what (laughs) would be the benefit what result are you looking for by doing that line
1: 100 the 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 result that's that's the one thing that would probably stop me i'd see it and i'd be like "Mm, you know maybe let's just let's just see what this feels like but the new me i'd probably get real close to it and i'd be like "Mm." i could smell it like nah i'm out yeah. right
2: I think it also depends on how you use it and where you use it um, and uh, going back to your point like so you' smoke so like the smoking of a joint I know the brain is the brain has natural Cbd receptors in it so it's actually we are designed to actually have cannabinoids we're mm-hmm. actually designed our body is and it's like why not but the thing mm-hmm. is it's like how do I have it okay well I just get some weed and then you put it in your spaghetti bolognese or, you know, you put it in your soup. It's just another herb that we get to use, right? And it depends on how much you have. And, I mean, I haven't... I mean, I've been traveling now for three years and, I mean, I'd probably look at it and I'd be like, I mean, I giggle a lot anyway. I mean, can you imagine? Um, <laughs> but again, even in the days when I used to take acid and mushrooms, it was like, it was always with a purpose. Okay. Like, and it was always with one or two people. Um, and it was like, okay, what are we, where are we going with this? We're going Long up. Rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it was purely intentional because it was like, we were, we were wanting to go and explore something. Yeah, we were wanting and that's to beautiful. go down. Yeah, oh, it was until yeah. I saw my mother's face in the mirror and I went, "Holy shit, what the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> and then my mum was like, "Gira," right. I'm like, "Yeah," and it was really interesting. One of my mum's favourite photographs of me um, is actually,
1: actually a picture like, of her. It was the weirdest thing.
2: <laughs> no, no, I was completely on pills uh, this outside this club in Bristol. Um, And I'd only had a quarter because I wasn't like everybody else Would you know, neck one or two or three at a time. I'd, I'd be there with a the little old person's pill cutter and I would like cut them in half and then in quarters again, just to, you know, just to make it all fuzzy and lovely. I um,
1: love how, I love how three coaches, authors, uh, thought leaders can have these, these conversations about cocaine abuse, about their youth. It, and why I wanted to bring that up is because so many people, have this vision of I'm going to follow a perfect person as opposed to, I'm going to follow a flawed person
2: (laughs) and me neither.
1: Yeah. The cancel culture, (laughs) cancel culture wants to ostracize anyone. And cancel culture is invented. It's been invented to make people think to themselves, Oh, I did this in my past. I can't, I can't, I can't step forward or have a voice now because cancel culture will find me Uh, jokes on you Twitter. You pulled it from me. So my past is gone anyway. Um, the, the interesting thing, though, is just that, you know, we, we are all flawed. And when you're looking for a connection, a coach, a, a mentor, a, a somebody to, to, you know, that is outside of your sphere of influence, you still have to connect. You have to, as somebody hunting, you have to feel that personal connection to somebody who is now where they are out from where you are. So it's a path that you can, you can emulate. You can, you can say, okay, I'm this, that, and the other thing. Like when I talk to some of my clients about cocaine use, they're like, well, I'm still doing it. I'm like, "Eh, you might want to think about, you know, and this, this then comes into and leads into integrity. I'm not going to point the finger and say, don't do this, don't do that. And if you're high functioning and you're totally happy, you probably don't have a coach. Um, and, you, you know, you you can do whatever you want. The idea isn't to remove anything from your life. It's to create something, you know, with your life. Um, Don, your drug use sounded very fun. Uh, Patrick, your drug use sounded very much like mine. Started off to be fun with good intentions. We're good people, but that self-hate. Yeah. Just
0: super fun. Super yeah, exactly. Super fun to the point where it wasn't. And that line got blurred very easily, mm-hmm. right? But it's and amazing it too. Was spawned from self-loathing or uh, just internal pain. Yeah, and, and I'm
2: glad that I took drugs though, because I tell you, what, when I got, well, oh yeah, I mean, I've had the best nights of my life on drugs. I have also mm, um, different show. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what are we
1: advertising here, ladies and gentlemen? A little bit of both. Uh, have some fun, but so the thing uh, is,
2: when I got spiked um, with those date rape drugs. I knew that they were not uh, like, I mean, th- what the impact that had on me and my life was, I knew it was, uh, I'm glad that I'd had the experience of taking other drugs, because I knew that I could ride that wave through it. If mm-hmm. I hadn't have had the past that I had, um, experiencing what I experienced on those, sorry, we um, have more inconsiderate people. Don't you realize that some of us are on podcasts? Um, some of us are leading <laughs> lives,
1: you mayhem bastards.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. But the thing is, is if I had experienced what I experienced on those drugs, that would have scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Seriously, it would have. Um. And I was saying to my ex-husband. Um, I, like it was a, a photograph came up of um, our eldest um, in the hospital that he'd posted on Facebook. He goes, Oh, do you remember that? I was like, I know. I was so tried on pepidine, it was unbelievable. I can understand why people take morphine based drugs because that pregnant, like that labor, like, I lost 16 hours. If you don't like your life, I can understand why people would take those drugs because you, you lose so much time. And you know what, when I came round out of it and the pictures kept moving around, I'm like, this is is great. And he'd be taking the gas and air off me. I'm like, excuse me, that's mine. Like, but the thing is, this is the thing. It's like, I have been able to help so many parents um, deal with the fact that they've never taken drugs and they don't know how to deal with their kids taking drugs. I'm like, look, I ran Two businesses, regenerated communities, dealt with multi-million dollar contracts, and I am still going out raving every Friday and Saturday night, and still awake on Sunday, waking up on Monday and going, "Hello, it's Wednesday already." Uh, oh, isn't it? What day is it? But I was still running a successful business then, and and I think being able to coach parents through it now. Um, if I hadn't have taken that path, I wouldn't be able to help them now. The amount of people that have read my first book, Friday Bridge, and said, you know what, thank you so much for writing that book, because I can now, I give it to my daughter, who's going through what you went through. It, by reading it, I now understand what it's like to do that, so I know I don't have to worry as much. And I'm so I'm grateful I went through it. Um, and I was a risk taker and um, yeah.
1: Which comes down to comparison. If you don't take the risk or if you don't go that far to the left, you don't know where your center is. You can't go, you know, you can't go back. You've got nothing really to compare it to. Um, and my I've My boys um,
2: have got nothing to rebel against either. So that, my boys are good boys. I'm like, what? how did they get to be such good boys?
1: <laughs> well, I, I think you I think you can rebel against anything. I think any piece of information that you get is something that you have to wake up from. I mean, even if we tell our children exactly what we know about the world around us, that, that doesn't make them awake. That just makes them subconsciously take in your information. Eyes,
2: that is really loudly and really... Like, you're old.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> when you... When they, when it dawns on them, when, when they hit their awakening moment, you know, it's their experience too. What we also have now is a generation of people that are, are treating their kids as accessories. So, you know, I couldn't imagine being a child right now, uh, you know, imagine somebody in a a few years turns 15, 16, their entire life is on their mom's Facebook. That's some fucked up shit right there. Right. So Mm -hmm. we're entering into some really weird times.
2: And then oh, they wonder I th- I why there's so there. much pornographic material out there with the children
1: in the bathtub. Hello, there you go, Jeremy Epstein. Jeremy Epstein, yeah, take that. I don't pay attention to the news. Um, so uh, I, 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 have this, this, this suspicion that you know there's, there's so much more to what's going on right now than than we could even uh, you know fathom. Simply because there are so many moving factors and moving pieces, and we only have our our personal conception of it. You know, um, they're the harm like you just said, the pictures of the bathtub. Those used to be harmless pictures of you and your older sibling in the tub. Your parents are like, haha, this is great, you know. But now they're online and now it's child porn and now everybody's the devil. So so there's all this opportunity and there's all this awareness and there's all this confusion. And confusion leads to division, and division leads to arguments, and arguments leads to nobody ever getting anything done. So on top of drug use and all that sort of stuff, individual use, we've got an entire world that is literally at conflict. Do I vax? Do I wear a mask? Do I this? Do I that? And every single thing, you know, class system, money, this, that, and the other thing, belief system, all of it has been handed to you by the media for the most part. So, I mean, people in my family are like, "You you can't come visit us, you know, unless you get a shot. And I'm like, well, if they get the shot... You know they can't come visit us because I don't. I, now you're carrying around whatever the fuck they just injected you with, right? Like you're actually tangibly carrying something around. Don't fucking breathe that shit on me, right? So what's happened is there's there's now division. There's there's now more division now than there ever has been before, um, and the media is perpetrating it. And people are watching the TV, and people all also can't break out of the patterns that they're in mentally. And the craziest thing is this. When you do an individual awakening, you think that you're nuts. You, If you've got nobody to talk to, and more and more people are waking up, so more and more people have people to talk to. But I went through this on my own. I thought I was going nuts. And when you start thinking new patterns and new things, you are it's like learning a new language. So you end up equating that back to um, what you did know. So if you're learning French, for example, you're like, uh, pamplemousse. <laughs> was that grapefruit? All right. So... But just like that, right there, you have to think to yourself. I'm saying "pamper the moose" <laughs> to my French fans. Uh, I apologize for that. Um, But I'm thinking, oh, now I'm thinking pineapple, but that's not right. That's anana because I know that because we grew up on on. Remember the anana? I don't know if you remember the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> he taught us <laughs> French. <laughs> that terrifying fucking pineapple puppet. Totally. Uh, anyway, so that's good times right there. Um, Your mind is going to naturally think about uh, it's going to naturally think about the way it was. So, you're going to correlate your new knowledge based off the old knowledge, and literally all of the old knowledge is wrong. So, you're going to, when you go through this quote unquote awakening, the first stage of it, there's like a thousand. Um, But when you go through this, when you first wake up out of the bullshit, uh, you're correlating all the new stuff that you intrinsically know to the old stuff that you've been taught. And you have a very hard time communicating with yourself, um, tying in both new and old, because you're correlating it back when you can't correlate it back because whatever it was, isn't anything that it's ever been, right? And when you, the more you understand that and the more you break free from what was, you you push further into what is, what is truth and what is reality and what is what is gut, what is go. And the hardest part about that is trying to relate to the people that you're waking up from. All of the people around you for the most part are asleep. So you can't even go to them for advice because they're going to give you a sleep advice. And you're like, well, what the fuck? That's not what I want. Now i am I even crazy. They're like, oh, shut up. Just do this, that, and the other thing. Just do what you've always done. You're acting crazy. Why would the television lie? Stick this in your arm. What is it? I have no idea. What's in it? I have no idea. The television said stick it in your arm. There are people out there that, that are fucking wearing three masks. They're wearing three masks because the television said you're going to die of COVID. We've all had COVID. COVID's existed for decades, generations. It's everywhere we're going to die of COVID and, 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 and this division, I don't care if you want to wear three masks. I don't care if you don't want to wear a mask at all. What I care about is every single person that wants to wear a mask and doesn't want to wear a mask goes about their own fucking business and stays in their lane. I don't need to point out somebody wearing three masks, even though I think it's funny. Right. That's like when I go to the pool and I'm swimming in the public pool and I've got three bathing suits on, I can take a piss in that pool because I'm wearing three bathing suits. <laughs> right. Right this is one of those things where I'm not going to, yes, I'm
2: not going to yes. Of that. Uh, you put that uh, thing up on your wall ages ago, that guy walking into that supermarket and picking up the telephone.
1: <laughs> that's a good one. That's a priceless. That's a priceless one. I, I've always okay, loved yeah, that
2: thing. <laughs> yeah. That's like my kind of humor because people aren't thinking, and you know what, if you're wearing a mask, it doesn't matter if I wear it because your mask will stop us. Yeah. Totally,
1: but now there's the logic while well, you're killing old people. Well, I don't see any old people. <laughs> but what about this, this, and this? Why are you regurgitating bullshit? You know, how come nobody gave a fuck uh. about the flu? Here's what makes me laugh: smokers, cigarette smokers, people, people hacking darts <laughs> with the fucking mask. Oh my god, I gotta stop. That's too much. But you know, I, that 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 other image too of of the you know the obese people being like you know uh, you're you're endangering my health. I don't know about that. You know, is it up to me to point these fingers? Is it up to me to go for a run? It's not up to me to say anything to anyone about anything. And I'm aware of that. I can have my opinions and I can have my laughs and I can understand what's going on based on my life, but we can literally get rid of, we can end racism by not talking about it, by not believing it to be true. We can end. Stop
2: talking about COVID now.
1: Yeah. Yeah if we stop talking about COVID, it goes away, but the TV won't stop talking about it.
2: <laughs> Switch it off. That's right. People, people say to me like, oh, did you see that? And I'm like, no, they're like, oh, but it's on the telly. I'm like, I've not watched TV for over a decade. <laughs> I, I would have no idea. Like what's, what's going on on TV. Like, and you know, it's like people are like, oh, did you, I'm like, I'm like, someone sent something uh, my friend Craig sent me a picture like oh you look like this woman I was like huh, really who's that he goes oh my god do you not know I'm like no who's that he was like where um don't ask you've just been in Dawn's world haven't you and I'm like yeah like who is it like who is this woman and it's this woman from Vikings um, and I was like well of course I'm a Viking I was a Viking in a past life I'm like seriously
1: I don't know I'll put a big red brimmed hat on you you could totally be Carmen Sandiego <laughs> that's right. So I um I haven't had a t or ca- a, a, a a cable script. Um, the last time I had a cable script, I probably had a tube TV. It was the last time I was subscribed to any sort of cable, and that's that's a funny thing. So you see this stuff. What you when see-
2: they had four channels.
1: No, 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 no. I'm a, I'm, I'm not that old. Button. Come on, you got the big Here buttons,
2: but it's got it's got. The-
1: Actually, I am that old, aren't I? I had to. Yeah, I did that. That's right. Uh, <laughs> But remember that big brown box. I don't know if you had this one, Patrick. Yeah, the big brown box that had twenty-one buttons on it. And that's Not how you change. Sure. That's how you change a channel. Hundred percent. That's yeah. also how you, you beat your siblings. Buttons. And then the newer ones had a flick, so you had twenty-one, and then you had twenty-two, and oh
2: boy, we got fancy. We already had five.
1: Well, we started with five, Fine but enough, then we got twenty-one,
2: which was one button, and then channel one, two, three, and
1: four. <laughs> I just picture you with and this I thing going chunk. The lights channels. dim when the channel changes. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Don? What's going on down there? I, you're evil some stuff.
2: Yeah, no, I felt the atmosphere and the pressure change. And um, there's, um, there is a massive squall over there. And I'm kind of, oh, I don't want to get sailing.
1: One of Don's uh, <laughs> greatest tricks as well, ladies and gentlemen, she can eyeball the torqueness of a lug nut. So, uh, you know, she can definitely feel the pressure change in the air.
2: I can do a what,
1: what? Eyeball the torque of a lug nut. I'm glad that you made me repeat that. I, I appreciate that. That's good. I
2: have no idea what that means.
1: <laughs> Some people will.
2: <laughs> um, it's not
1: rude. It's just a car thing. Because they have these uh, pressure meters on the, the, how much torque is on the, you can eyeball it. It's me being facetious. I'll just stop. Yeah, That's good no, time. I can. No.
2: I can. I do know what you mean now. Okay, good. But yeah, no, I, I have like, there's like, oh, it's just like, come on, is it time to go sailing yet? It might be. Ugh.
1: Now, if we were to jump back into the matters at hand, Patrick, are you going to present at this next meeting? The last podcast you and I were on earlier this week, um, you guys were talking about, uh, I can't remember his name for the life of me. I feel terrible. But he's running a show or he's running a-, a Michael Dash. Michael Dash is running a retreat. Are you yes. Are you involved in that?
0: Uh, he wants me to come perform musically. I'm a hmm. musician. Um, so I haven't committed to that yet because my kids are out of school at the same time. Uh, it's Samana Santa down here in Costa Rica. Um, but I do want to come back to something that you were just talking about, about the influence of media and uh, how it affects our, our thinking and social media sp- in specifically Facebook and Instagram, how the AI algorithms are um, programmed to reinforce your existing bias and so if I, they, they're they watching everything we do. So if I'm clicking on certain news channels or certain themes or certain whatever it is, they recognize, oh, okay, Patrick likes these types of things. Let's give him more of these types of things. So what happens is my worldview gets polarized even further down into one isolated corner, right? And so that worldview is all that I'm getting. I'm not getting a a comprehensive worldview. I'm getting the worldview that's orchestrated by the AI algorithm. Absolutely. And so this this happens for every single person, which is why there's so much polarity and division in any conversation. You can't even have a conversation with another person in the United States or North America right now because we're so polarized. And so what it comes back to, what I was saying earlier is, Sense making at the basis of everything that needs to happen right now, which means becoming aware of our own biases, of our own conditioning, of our own patterns, um, becoming aware of what other pa- people's perspectives are, and being the sign of intelligence for me now is to be able to hold multiple perspectives at once and not be attached to any of them. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, uh, I think, an important distinction here in this conversation is recognizing where, okay, first of all, where are you getting your information? You know, is it from one source? Is it just on Facebook? Because you're getting one polarized version of reality, which is so far from what's really going on that it's, it's basically the value of truth is nil. Um, so becoming aware of where you're getting from your information, becoming aware of your own biases and how you're being manipulated and then regaining your self- sovereignty and personal responsibility. And then being able to hold, like, say we disagree on vaccines, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm what my natural instinct would just be fight for my position. Like you're wrong. I'm right. Do, do right? we but disagree we on vaccines? No, we don't. Okay, but just, just as an out. example, just as an example, right? So, Mute but,
1: Patrick. yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) but but the what's needed is a dialectic where okay i will listen to what you say and i will steel man your argument which means i can repeat back to you what your argument is to uh um, an extent where you feel heard and validated Mm. and so now i can hold your position and i can hold my position and we can come to some sort of higher order uh, synthesis of uh, a solution right because right now we are completely divided and manipulated and polarized. And so there's no community. There's no um, collaboration between the people. And so how can we overcome the, uh, the elite manipulation of the people unless we gather in community, but it starts with personal responsibility and personal development. That's why I do what I do.
1: hundred percent personal responsibility, 100%. personal development, hundred percent. One, one last thing I wanted to add to that before you jump in, Don, I see she's, sure. she's,
0: she's bubbling up. She's got it. She's She's got something to say.
1: <laughs> the, a really fun game you can play is if you still kept, you know, your liberal and your conservative friends—the people that view things totally different than you. I've I've managed to maintain them. Whether they got rid of me, I don't know. But if you've got totally different views than me, that's cool. A fun game that you can play with those friends is to switch phones. Just switch phones and try their Google. See what happens when you Google with their Google.
0: Yeah, Switch
1: right. switch phones and check 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 their Facebook. Look at their feed. Both of you look yeah. at each other's feed because if I hate Costa Rica. And Don yeah. loves Costa Rica. And we're going to go to Costa Rica. I'm going to Google stuff about Costa Rica. It's going to know what I've said. And it's going to say, don't go there because there's giant spiders and and douchebags. And Pat and, and, and Don's is going to say something completely different. Like, go there because the spiders are amazing and the douchebags are off to the left. Right? So that is a fun game. You can play with your friends. Go go to your your most extreme other opposite perspective polarized friend and say, give me your phone. I want to... I want to look at it. They'll say, no, don't touch my shit, but that's the way it is. Anyway, Don, you were going to say, plastic gloves
2: on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say, this is one of the great things about being a, an author and a, a writer on all the different subjects that I write an author on. Um, and the fact that I've got, I use my VPN for all my research. Um, so for example, today, um, on my laptop. It says that I'm in, I think it said I was in Melbourne. Um, I'm not in Melbourne. Um, we don't know that. Like a, few, a few weeks ago, I was in Gotham City. with Batman. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is that, and it's really interesting for me because if I am searching for something like, for example, with Pandora, we were talking about um, the impacts of free diving on the body. So, I do a search on the impact of freediving on the body in, uh, say, a country such as like Alaska, and then as opposed to um, places like the Bahamas, and then I go and do freediving in the Philippines. All three of them had a very different narrative. So, when people say to me, oh, show us a link, I'm like, oh. Um, but when they say show us your research, it's like you don't you, – if you don't even – if you are asking me here comes the rain uh, if you need me to show you my research trust me you have not got the capacity to know my research because I'm not just looking at it from my point uh, from the location that I'm in but I'm also not reading it in the language because I speak five languages right so that's what made me laugh when you were talking about your pample moves, right so I'm like okay well i think in arabic a lot um i count in arabic sometimes i count in spanish uh, which is really interesting um and like it's been really fascinating to me here in portugal in, in portugal i'm not in portugal but i'm speaking portuguese um not now i'm speaking english just so you know this is english yeah <laughs> this is english you're sure. speaking english you're yeah. in english Sometimes I don't even know what language I'm speaking. I really don't. So Um, ask yourself
1: in that scenario, ask yourself, what are you actually communicating? Because you had to learn or not had to learn because you do know all those languages. You're now in a position where like you have, you can really question what thought is because most people are like, I think in English, the voice in my head is English. But what if you're born deaf? What if you've never heard another sound? What the hell are they thinking in? What language are they thinking in? Shapes and colors? Trees? Pictures? Mm -hmm. Right, so when you're thinking all of these things, what, how, why does your brain rotate through? It goes to its strong points. So your math and your Arabic and all that sort of stuff. It'll rotate through that. You'll speak. Well,
2: it's like for example, if I want to say like there are certain words that I say. For example, if I want to say okay, for me to say it in English, I say Mershi, which is Arabic. If I want to say, "You having a laugh?" I say, "Serious." Like, it comes out in, like, kind of a Spanish-Portuguese kind of mix. Who's uh, taking a
1: piss? Huh? What? Who's taking the piss?
2: You are, at the moment, it's yeah, so. um, And, you know, and it's like, so, for example, like, um, when I was doing, I was in the Palazzo studio when I was down in the south of Brazil. Um, <laughs> I actually taught them, what the fuck? <laughs> because... They discovered muscles I didn't know I had. I was like, I like that. That's quite a nice one. Um, you know, But and that's the thing, I, you collect certain things, And but because I know Spanish and I know English and Portuguese and Arabic and some, I can sail in German and Italian. Um, so, you know, I know the parts of a boat in both of those languages. But what's really interesting is here in Brazil, if I want to say I want a drink and it's 50% um, um, agrocon gas, what what's that in English? What's Soda water? Sparkling water, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you see, like, this is like the certain things I ask for. Like, if I want to ask for avocado, sometimes um, I say aguacate instead of avocado if i want beetroot i say ramalacha which is not ramalacha it's uh, that's chilean spanish but it's roja in um in argentina and roja in uh europe so in
1: imagine argentina. you were having a conversation and asking for something and you used every last one of your languages you could make you could make total sense of what you're saying and to you and yeah. in your voice and in your head it sounds yeah. legit uh, but you would yeah. need like 42 different people to understand what you're talking about. Yeah. And that's right. that's that's literally that is the the perfect representation of coming from dead asleep to waking up. Right? Because you're talking about the stuff
2: that's beautiful.
1: Couldn't make any sense. I mean, the entirety of the language <laughs> in and of itself was was invented it was invented for deception. We have the ability we have the ability to communicate without speaking. Granted, they make for terrible podcasts. But you can, I mean, every single thing that we do, we, we go on feel, we go on gut, we go on this, that, and the other thing. Like everything that we do, is is influenced, is, is our gut influence feeling. We understand, we know, we connect.
2: But by having all this uh, processed food, you know, and it, and the these drugs and alcohol and cigarettes and and oh, just food, like makes me so cross like the other day when we were on this island like and i'm in the ocean and i'm picking up all this like petroleum like actually handfuls of it it's on my instagram looks absolutely tropical paradise but i put my hand um okay (laughs) um and then you get this you get all this petroleum and i had to say to him and he was like oh my yeah that's just petroleum no that's not just petroleum the fish are eating that, you're eating the fish. The fish are drinking that, it's going into their bloodstream and you're eating the fish. One of the reasons why I stopped eating fish is because when I'm sailing and we're like two weeks away from land and we're cutting open a fish for dinner and there's loads of plastic inside of it, I'm not eating that. No, I ain't.
1: You're gonna eat around but the because,
2: plastic? Oh, no, because of all the toxins, like all the microfibers have gone actually into the flesh.
1: So it's what do you eat when you're when you're when you're out on the on the water for weeks at a time? What like what are you eating?
2: Well, um, it depends on what boat we're on. Um, uh, because if we're like, for example, if one of the yachts has got a fridge uh, or a freezer, then we'll I'll have prepared loads of food before we go. But a lot of it is nuts. Um, uh, um, and like, we'll so we'll buy. We'll go to the markets, the local markets, and we'll buy loads of fruit that's not ripe and loads of vegetables that are not ripe. But so for the first week, we're eating all the ripe fruit um, and all the ripe vegetables. And then as the weeks go on, all the other fruit and vegetables are getting ripe. Um, And if they're not ripening up quick enough, we stick them with the bananas, and they get really ripe. (laughs) Bananas are great for bringing on ripeness. Um, Ripeners. But we do but potatoes last for forever Um, carrots last forever so you've got your carbohydrates there but you know if you've got like dried fruit like dates um, and like coconut um, and like you I haven't had a date
1: like, in years me oh wait a second I got that let me try that again I haven't had a date in years oh <laughs>
2: um, I don't think I'd know what to do on a date
1: yeah. What do I do with my hands? What, what? How do I put this? Where do I? How do I? What the? Okay. So you know, well, let's jump on that. Just, uh, just as it accidentally came up. Patrick, have you been dating after leaving the drugs and the and and the self hate?
0: Uh, yeah, well, not really. I'm not really a dater. I'm more of a, like a serial monogamist. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, not really. I have been on a handful of dates. Yeah. I I think it's, it's an amazing place to get to know yourself when you eliminate the crutch of alcohol in a social situation, Hmm. especially a date. Um, and that was a painful process for me, frankly, dancing was another thing I couldn't do without, you know, at least a handful of drinks in my body. So, relearning all these um, social lubricant sort of situations without alcohol was uh, in a painful yet incredibly rewarding process. And it gets to the point where now it's like, I enjoy, you know, like m- many of the things that we think we need alcohol for, it's got nothing to do with the alcohol. Like when you're going out for dinner with friends or on a date or whatever it is, what are you looking for? You're looking for human connection, you're looking for fun, you're looking for laughter, you're looking for communication, you're looking for just letting your hair down. None of those things require alcohol mm-hmm. you know, or dancing. Yeah. You don't need you don't need alcohol for any of those things. It's just we're programmed that you do. You need to have a drink in order to go to the bar or to go dancing or to have dinner, you know? You have to pair your wine with with this fish or whatever the fuck it is that we're conditioned. Yeah. You know, straight up. It's all bullshit. Oh yeah. All bullshit. hundred percent. But once you, once you eclipse that sort of um, conditioning, it's like, Jesus Christ, what else in my life is conditioned? And the answer is fucking everything everything is conditioned. Yeah. Everything. Even what you value or what you think you're, you should be doing with your life is conditioned. So getting down to the root, and this is what I do with my clients. Let's get down to the base level of who you are what your essence is and then build up from there because mm-hmm. if you're anything else is just bullshit yeah. it's conditioned to bullshit
1: no it is crazy it is crazy and that's it you have to tear it all down and you know
0: you got to tear it all down which is painful as fuck and it espe- sucks especially when you don't know you're
1: doing it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if i had a coach <laughs> talking me through that when i tore myself down i'm like this doesn't make any fucking sense at all but yeah. and like having gone through it you you help people you guide people with that um, in keeping yeah. with the same the same thing, I do want to ask Dawn, what what's your take on 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 dating the dating life now and in in the social scene and the atmosphere sort of that you're in too? You know, a, a more sober state and and living the life that you're living. Are you even dating? Probably not, eh? You just don't seem like the kind of person that's got any time to 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 dilly dally. But you're very chatty, so maybe that's a date. I don't know. Tell me.
2: Oh, like I, I haven't had a date in I don't know how long. I don't know. I haven't. Like, I ended it by my last relationship uh, What, nearly four years ago. Mm-hmm. Not had, uh, not been on a date, not had an interest to go on a date. Um, and, you know, what is a date anyway? Mm. I you don't know? know. Is it going to the beach and having a fire and a bloody good giggle and going down the rabbit hole? Is it, you know? That sounds pretty good to me meeting up for coffee and just discussing loads of books um and that sounds really cool um you
1: know I I think that what you just said makes and it sort of dawned on me as you were saying it dawned on me but I'm bum where's that there so <laughs>
2: um
1: dating back in the day like you had to get drunk like patrick said this is your conditioning right but that's because you're in an environment you don't want to be in naturally meeting people you don't want to meet naturally mm. so you got to get shit-faced but like you said what's it like what's a date now going out for coffee talking about books amazing i don't have to be drunk for that i don't even care who the person is sitting what on a bonfire sitting sitting out on the beach in a bonfire man you go there by yourself meet whoever anyone that's there that's amazing you know so it is funny that, that we think we want to go to the club. We think we want to do this. We think we want to do that because we've been absolutely conditioned into this crap. And that's why we drink as opposed to having experiences, not needing to drink. Oh man, that was a good one.
2: People tell that. me like, but you're sailing around the world. I'm like, yeah, I'm sailing around the world. I'm not screwing myself around the world. <laughs> do you know <laughs> what I mean? And like people have, um, like when I was in the first place I arrived at here, um, I used the three of their hotel hostels as, research for my Digital Nomad book that's coming out next month. Um And um you know, they're like, oh, you know, that guy really likes you. I was like, "See, didn't notice. They're like, you didn't. I'm like, not really. Not, <laughs> no. They're like, oh, but he really likes you. I'm, I don't care. I'm like, no.
1: Not No, and, not and-
2: like, I didn't even know he existed. I had no offense to the poor guy. He might have been a laugh a minute, but he's just And that's the thing, I'm not. When the right guy comes along, the right guy comes along, you know, and we will meet and it will be whatever it is. And I'm sure it will be very lovely. And, but,
1: yeah. The the serial daters, not some serial monogamy people like you were talking about, Patrick, but serial daters, people that validate who they are based on who they're with. I would, I'd be, if you're listening right now, send us an email. Uh, info at the mental mastery alliance. Oh, phone in. I yeah, or phone in. There you go. Uh let's see here. 647-338-1265. Phone in, leave a message. I want to know your opinion on, on why you date so much or what that's all about because I'm I'm intrigued by that. What what's causing this date, this serial dating, this this from one boyfriend to another, one girlfriend to another, just hoppy, hoppy, hoppy. It's I, it's it, yeah, it's fascinating. But I want to know from I can point it out and I can say this is why you're doing it. But what's their take on it? Um, so, if that's something you want to talk about, there's the uh, the. Well, someone the said to me, "It's
2: like, because we've all got needs." So I was like, yeah, "We've all got needs. They can be they can be met without someone else. You know, <laughs> you can um, you can have fun by yourself. Surely, and if you can't, then if you can't have fun by yourself and you don't know how to please your own body, then how are you going to teach somebody else to?" Hmm.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. But having said that, I am a big fan of intimacy and connection and physicality and sex. It's part of my creative expression, oh, okay. frankly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just... So uh, oh. I, 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 I enjoy being in partnership. I enjoy being in an intimate relationship. I think it's uh, a more natural state for me. You know, I have spent time alone, um, and it's definitely worthy, uh, worth doing that if you haven't, because you need to learn how to be alone to know who you really are at the deepest level. But once you sort of have gone down that path, for me, being in relationship and, and intimacy is, uh, is is a massive piece of self-expression, creative expression for me. And I miss it if, if it's not in my life.
2: Yeah, I, I, I do, you know, like I, I'm a very horny woman. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you do. heard it
1: here. Ladies and gentlemen, now yeah. we're getting into the nitty gritty <laughs> on the Mental Mastery Alliance. Horny, horny, horny. <laughs>
2: Right, but I just—I'm not going to give my power or my energy to just anybody. Mm. It's sacred. Yeah.
1: One of the things—one of the things I just like, posted that I absolutely love on that topic is you just I
2: posted Dawn's just admitted she's horny. Well, I didn't post
1: that. You posted that. That's—that's that's you. You're just—you're coming out. You know, That's—that's—and that's totally cool, man. Get out there. Have at it. Hump your way around the world if you want to, but that's not what the horniness okay, is all about, catchy. like you were saying. That's just
2: dirty. But I that's
1: why—that's why it's funny. The word yeah. humping is absolutely hilarious. But the, the what was the last thing I posted? I crave intimacy, but I'm I'm sick of of, of fake people, not not meaningless people, meaningless connections, meaningless this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. Empty connections. Don't like don't touch me with your emptiness type of thing, right? So and
2: again, it's like when someone touches you, energy transference is real. Whether you yeah. hug someone or you shake hands with someone, or you know, you're just like I don't like being around a lot of people because I feel their pain. I feel their like, you know, like I can feel that dodgy McDonald's you ate, ate yesterday. You need to go shake something, mate, because that's snappy. Mm. Right. And it just, I don't want anybody touching my body that doesn't deserve to, that hasn't earned the right to.
1: I'd be more interested yeah. in people touching my soul in that sense. And and yeah. they can do that without even physically touching it. Like, that's why I, I I'm, I'm in the same boat. I tend to stay away from, you know, it, it's funny when, you know, when people talk about this pandemic, uh, how it uh, how it uh, has created all this division? I'm like, yeah, I haven't really noticed. I never went out anyway. Um, <laughs> I've been
2: I paying for it my whole life. yeah, exactly. I'm I'm
1: I'm good. I'm good. I-, I will take this moment actually to wrap this up. We have we've been going for about an hour and a half. This is this is we're we're half an how hour over what I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, this obviously isn't the end of the conversation. Cause I said before, before we went live, that this was just going to be basically a shooting the shit, a shooting the shit conversation and where, you know, we all get to connect and, and share our ideas and, and anyone can listen and love it. So, uh, so yeah, I am going to, we are going to let's, let's, let's tie this one off and we'll do a part two to this. There's the three of us again, some other time. Um, and before I go, we're going to have everything in the show, liner. Um, But Patrick, is there anything that you wanted to drive people to, or is there a sign-off message or anything that you wanted to say to this audience of millions and millions <laughs> listening at home?
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really focused on the podcast. I found it's, uh, it's a great vehicle for me to express myself and get the the message out there about who I'm, at, who I'm about. Um, so check it out. It's being-podcast.com. Um, I'm on episode 28. Uh, coming out today and Instagram is another place to get me at Patrick cook life. Uh, Those two places uh, reach out. If you, if you vibe with what I'm uh, about a hundred percent
2: cook with an E people
0: cook with an E. Yes. Thank you. Patrick cook, C O O K E Patrick cook life on Instagram.
1: Excellent, 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 and uh, the Mental Mastery Alliance was guest number two on that podcast. So feel free to check that That's one out, correct. ladies and gentlemen. But don't Don just listen to us. Yeah. Two and twenty-two.
0: Back to back to numerology. We're there doing, you
1: go. We're doing it right. We're doing it right. And I was on
2: the front <laughs> cover of One
0: Tribe Magazine for issue twenty-two. Nice. Hey, you're doing yeah. good with
1: that number, yeah. right? Yeah, Don, I like twenty-two. You have so many things on the go right now. It's it's definitely hard to keep track. But what is if you if you could push people somewhere, what uh, what do you think it would be right now?
2: go to dawnbaits.com.
1: that's it check it all out
2: just easier right to on. send them to dawnbaits.com. they can look at the services they can buy the books they can find out a bit what I'm about if they want to follow me on social media all the links are on there amazing um, it's just you know dawnbaits.com.
1: amazing um, and as for me ladies <laughs> and gentlemen you know where I am um, and in the infamous words of red green keep your stick on the end